Welcome, friend, to episode 88, and we're going to talk today about homeschooling high school teenagers and friends and how to balance their need for friendship with your family's goals. But before we get into that, I mentioned on Monday that I had a little announcement. I'm going to give you a little more details today. Well, how about right now? Okay, let's go. As per by much request, this Monday, October 3rd, you're going to have the opportunity to get into a new course for new homeschool moms. What I have done is simplified it. This is just going to be a direct how to begin homeschooling. So if you are thinking about homeschooling, maybe you haven't quite started yet, your kids are little, or maybe you're ready to pull some kids out of school, or possibly even you've already started the homeschool year, this is your first year of homeschooling. Actually, this course would be fine, even if it's maybe your second or third year and you just jumped in and didn't know what you're doing. But this is going to just lay that foundation, lay it out for you. We are just going to like hit hard the specific areas that you need to. So if you are a mom that is looking for help and you need someone to come alongside you and just show you the ropes, how do I start? How do I make sure that I cover all the bases that I need to? And you've been looking at Clarify Your Homeschool, but you're like, I don't know that I need all of that. I just want to do this on my own, my own self-paced kind of way. I don't necessarily need or want any coaching, and I also have a need for something that is a lower price point. That's going to be what this course is going to be about. So it is going to be live on Monday, October 3rd. However, if you'd like a little early access to it, make sure you get on my email list, and the link to get onto that is in the show notes below, and you'll be able to get earlier access to that. I'm excited to be able to launch this and share this with you so that more of you mamas can feel confident in getting started with your homeschooling and hit the ground running. All right, let's redirect and get back into this episode in just a couple seconds. Let's cue the intro right now. Welcome to the Little by Little Homeschool Podcast, where you can get out of survival mode feel confident in your homeschool decisions, and gain peace in your heart and home. I know that when we plant our feet firmly in this season of life and embrace our homeschooling, motherhood, and homemaking, we will thrive. I truly believe that we can do this from a place of peace and joy, all while growing a ton of contentment. And while we're at it, Mama, let's deepen those relationships with our children and love these years we get to pour into them. If you're ready to create beauty, seek simplicity, and live intentionally, homeschool mama, then close out that lesson book, let the kids go play, and let's have an authentic conversation. Most of us are first-generation homeschoolers, and when it comes to our teenagers and friends, we think of our own experiences and we are afraid that our kids are going to miss out. They aren't going to be ready for the world. They are going to miss some experiences that we had because we went to either public or private school. And so we have this perspective that something they're going to, things aren't going to be right. And we don't want to mess this up with the teens and the, and the friendships and all those things. Now, yes, it is definitely harder to connect with other homeschool high schoolers 
And I don't know why this sometimes is. I personally think that, I guess maybe I think a lot of parents get scared when it comes to high school and they might be homeschooling their kiddos and then they throw them into the public school for high school. They just, they are like, I I can't do this. But there's also the fact that a lot of high schoolers, especially later in high school, are taking some intense courses and don't have a lot of time and they're not interested in maybe say co-ops or fun kind of get togethers. It's, it's, it's hard to, let's just say it's hard to find them. I know they're out there and you know, they're out there as well. If you have some homeschoolers that you are, um, some kiddos that you're homeschooling through high school, you know, that it's hard and it's kind of like a word of mouth. We were able to connect with, um, some homeschoolers. It was, it's when we first moved here to the state, it was such a blessing to be able to connect with them and get in with a good group. But as time has gone by, a lot of those kids have graduated and it was just kind of my kiddos here. And so I know it's definitely harder to connect. And then as first generation homeschoolers, we see that and we're like scared our kids are going to be inept. They're not going to know how to socialize, even though they've been fine so far. But let me tell you a little bit about how this has kind of gone for my family. So I have three teenagers and two that have graduated one that has launched out into the world and one that is getting ready to do so. And so years ago, maybe not too many years ago, I won't say how many years ago and I won't mention any names or anything like that. But I remember specifically having some conversations because we had this struggle of friends and connected with some kids that necessarily um, weren't homeschooling or whether they were homeschooling. It really didn't matter you know, what the situation is. There was just a, I could see it. I could see it in one of my kiddos that these friends and these friendships were really important to them. Now, I understand that sometimes this is more important for other kids, for some kids than it is for other kids. However, I was recognizing that those friendships were taking a priority over siblings, not just like taking a little bit of priority, but it was affecting the relationship and it was being affected negatively. And I sat down and I said, I can guarantee you, I said this with like tears streaming down my face because that's just who I am. I just get emotional about these types of things. I have a hard time saying these types of things without crying. And so I'm not going to do it now. I promise I'm not going to cry. But I stood there or maybe I sat down either way. And I pointed at this kiddo's two siblings and I said to them, These two right here, see, I am going to get a little emotional. I said, these two right here, you know, you're talking about the Yodelahi who I don't know, even know who it was, you know, or a couple of kids or something. You think they're important, but these two right here, I said, this, this is who you're going to be spending Christmas with for years and years and years. I said, these two are the people I said, you're going to call them when you have a tragedy that strikes in your family. When you maybe have an argument with your spouse and you need to talk it out with somebody, you need some encouragement. When you have something happen with one of your children, someday when dad and I need some type of help, this is who you're going to call. Not the dingbat that you think is so important. (laughs) You like my name calling. But I was like, not that person. That's not who you're going to call because they're not going to be by your side. These two right here, they are going to be who are going to be by your side for the rest of your life. And that really made an impression. And I think we've had that same type of conversation a few times, probably one time with each kiddo. But I really feel that deep within my heart 
that this, these, your siblings, I'm not saying that friends that you can't have lifelong friends. I actually do have one lifelong friend and she is such a blessing to me. We live very far apart, but still such a blessing to me. So I'm not saying that it can't happen. Now that's not even, we're talking about teens and stuff here, but you know, this goes back to like my childhood babyhood kind of thing when we met. However, when it comes to friends, especially when us as parents recognize that these friends are ones that are just temporary, but these siblings, your siblings are not to be discounted. They are not to be spoken to differently. They are not to be treated differently than how you treat your friends, because this is who's going to be here through thick and thin, because I've seen it. I've seen it in my own siblings, even though we didn't quite get along when we were younger. That's who I would call. If we were in financial ruin, that's who I would call. If there was an accident with one of my children, that's who I would call. And our children, and the teens especially, greatly lack that perspective. And it's okay to say that to them. I have a very, I have a very open conversations in relationships with my kiddos, and I just tell them like it is because it's a part of homeschool. It's a part of just being with us all the time. All right, let's dive a little bit deeper into this, but let me preface this. I said it slightly earlier, but let me preface this and say that every child is different. Every child has different needs, introvert, extrovert, different social needs, different needs from the family. So take this, but I also want you then to apply it to each one of your kids and think specifically about each one of your kiddos and not assume that this is going to um, be the solution or be the answer for every one of your children. And so we have to even approach each teenager a little bit differently because some are going to have higher social needs than others are going to have. And that is okay. All right. Okay. Let's get into this. First, let's just cover the very obvious fact that our society puts a huge emphasis on teenage friendships. They tell you that it is the end all be all, but I don't know about you, but I recall the focus of my teenage friendships Our focus was to have fun and to do things that we shouldn't do and hopefully not get caught. But our society puts such a huge emphasis, and I think on those two things, on having fun with your friends, and I'm not saying there's not anything wrong with having fun with your friends, but probably our culture is telling us to have fun with our friends in a way that, or that are too telling our children to have fun with their friends in a way that would go against what our family culture, each of our family cultures have and what our goals and what our morals and our values are. So we have to really temper our approach and make sure that we are not being influenced by society. Now, homeschool families, we already reject the notion that education and socialization uh, has to happen within the confines of school. So we already reject that fact that it has to happen, education, socialization with children only within a year um, that were born of us, that they have to be gone for six, seven hours and, you know, the brick and mortar school and bells and whistles will tell you when you can come and go and when you can use the bathroom. We already reject that. Okay. Let's remember that. But as we homeschool, let's not fall for the trap of that. Let's not fall for the trap that's laid out for us in movies, in TV shows, most likely is also emphasized in social media, possibly in books, if maybe the young adult novel books emphasize in those types of things. Let's also recall 
that teenagehood, I don't know if that's a word, I'm just making that up possibly, but that teenagehood is a fairly new phenomenon. Let's think back a hundred years. What were teens doing? Hmm. They weren't running around town, rabble rousing. They weren't, they didn't have the freedom to do that. They had to pour into their family and help move their family forward. In other words, they had to help provide sometimes, uh, whether whether having getting a job or working on the farm, helping to provide just for the basic necessities of life. The time that we allow now for teenagers and the permission that our society and culture gives them to just go wild and to have that freedom, we put such such an emphasis on it. And unfortunately, um, some people get stuck in that. They get stuck in their glory years of high school. And I know right now you just thought of a couple of people that you know that are adults who are stuck in their glory years of high school. And I don't think that that was by accident that that the high school and the teenage years are so emphasized that some people never really quite grow up and get stuck in that time. So how do we deal with these teens and the friendships and the lifestyle that goes along with that. So I want to ask you something, okay, for you and your family. I want you to maybe write this down and I want you to talk to your husband about this because it really is something that you need to decide together and then be able to move forward with. So I want to ask you, what is important to your family? I want you just to brainstorm you and your husband, maybe you on your own and he on his own and come together. That would be really cool, right? And see what things overlap. But what's important to your family? What values? What morals? What's your family culture? What are those things you want to pass on? And then think about, do friendships play a role in that? If so, to what extent? And which friendships? And how much time? And all the details that fit into that. So what is important to your family? What values, morals do you want to pass on to your children? What family culture do you have? And where do friendships fit into that? Decide that even, I mean, I know I'm talking about teenagers, but you can decide this when your kids are younger. You can decide this when they're younger. You can reevaluate it when they get to be teenagers. But let me tell you a little bit about uh, how my family has approached this, the friendships in the teen years. Overall, James and I have encouraged good friendships. And the funny thing is about parents and the wisdom of being older is that we can recognize which kids are going to be good friends and would be a good friendships for our children and which ones we should possibly maybe steer our kiddos away from. Yes, we can recognize that. And I think back to my own childhood and my parents and even, you know, college. And I look back and I'm like, oh yeah, my mom saw things that I didn't see, didn't want to hear from her about that either. And I'm like, wow, maybe I should have listened to her. Sorry, mom. But as homeschool parents, with our kids around us all the time, we, not necessarily around us all the time, we can, you know, we can let them go. Yes, obviously they can go places and do things. But we have the ability to be able to structure their day and we can avoid and steer clear of possibly some friendships that maybe aren't going to, that possibly aren't wise choices for our kids. And we can see that doesn't mean we don't, we do this like always in a sneakily kind of way. Maybe we actually have an obvious conversation with our child about it as well. But in my family, we encouraged good friendships. When we saw that there would be a good friend, you know, for one of my kiddos, we would encourage that. 
What did that look like? It maybe looked like having them over for uh, dinner, uh, inviting them to go on a hike with our family, inviting them to go on a day trip or saying, hey, why don't you just have them come on over? You guys can do a movie night or something like this. Now, I do want to say, as I'm saying this kind of thing, I want to make sure that this is clear when I'm talking about friendships. These are same-sex friendships. So my daughter with other girls and my sons with other boys. This is not opposite sex friendships. That's completely different. And that was not, for us, that wasn't an option when they were teens and stuff. We didn't really make it, we didn't allow it to be an option to have friendships beyond possibly being co-workers with somebody. Okay, so we would encourage good friendships and create some space for that. Not, I mean, it wasn't hours and hours and hours of space, but just, hey, why don't you do this? And they went, oh, okay. It wasn't necessarily something that was assumed, And again, we didn't have days and days and days that we, oh, you can have this person over for this day and this day and this day. Our kids just kind of knew that we had full days. We were doing a lot of good things. And there was, I don't want to say there was a busyness, but just as a fullness that there wasn't always, always a need to have to have a friend over or anything. So I also reminded my kids and I would tell them that Friends come and go, like I mentioned in the story earlier. And I said, enjoy your friends while they're here, but just understand that a lot of friends come and go. So I want to ask you, mom, how many friends do you still have from your teenage years? Now, maybe you're younger than I am, but let's just say how many teen, how many friends from your teenage years do you think you're going to have when you have teenagers When you are probably in your 40s with teenagers, you could be older, you could be younger, depending on when you had kiddos, no right or wrong, or they're both, they're all fine. But how many friends do you have from your teenage years? I mentioned earlier, I have one lifelong friend, but all of the girls that I hung out with in my teen years, I haven't seen them, most of them since high school graduation. And that's okay. I made other friends afterwards. We have to stop and think that it's fine and fun to pour into a friendship, but just to understand that friendship is probably going to be temporary. And again, some of us have lifelong friends, but overall, if you ask, I was actually talking to um, a friend recently about, you know, she has younger kiddos and he was like, how many kids do you still know from elementary school? I mean, the chances of that are like almost slim to nothing, but teen years, maybe you might have one or two. So that was kind of how um, James and I thought about it. He's like, I have nobody I talk to from high school anymore. Maybe that's just us. I don't know. Let me know. Send me an email or a message on social media. (laughs) Help me feel a little bit better about that maybe. But we just kind of also, so we encouraged good friendships, reminded them and, and kept the perspective that friends come and go. But we also just kind of, we did our own thing. And as a family and my kids just kind of did their own thing. And weren't necessarily swayed by friends. We didn't go and join a club or go participate in something because certain friends were involved in it. We went and spent our time and our energy and our resources, our money in certain places because that's what we wanted to do. And so we decided we weren't going to be swayed like, oh, all our friends are joining this group or this co-op. I was like, okay, well, let's, you know, kind of look into it. I was like, no, that's not really for us that's okay. Do your own thing. So I encourage you to do your own thing as well. Last thing I want to add here is that what I am finding with my kiddos, and maybe this is also just part of their personality. So they have the all three of them have very different personalities. I should add that. But I am finding that their post high school friendships 
with others that are are in a group with things that are in common. And once they get past the high school years and they really kind of get into things, those friendships are so much deeper. My daughter is at her second semester of a gap year program right now. She was so excited when we dropped her off, the other girls that were there that she knew from the semester before, they just, they had been in communication over the summer and they just were so excited to see each other and just the richness and, and what she tells me about their friendships is just so much deeper, so much more because they have common goals, they're working towards things and just getting so much deeper than you just kind of get with the fluffiness of maybe the you know, high school years and that kind of stuff. So I do want to encourage you that if you have teens right now and you're saying, Ooh, they don't really have any close friends. Again, these elusive other homeschool high schoolers in the kids that go to the public school, they're not available because they're in school all day. And then afterwards they might have a job and then they have homework to do, or afterwards they have more homework to do where they have activities and sports and So I kind of feel like my kids doesn't have any friends. Just wait, be patient, okay? When they graduate and either go off to college or maybe go to a trade school or start a job or get involved in uh, a church young adults program or just kind of start to get out there, they'll find a friend and they'll find another friend and those friendships will be so much deeper because they'll be bonding over things that that they have in common. So don't think that all hope is lost. Just give them time. And to recognize also that friends come and go. And really, James and my priority was on creating friendships between our three children. And that has been a huge goal is that I want wanted them to be best friends with each other. And I can absolutely tell you that it was worth the time and the effort that we put into that because they really are each other's really good friends and my older two have phones but I see that they text each other and they're in communication and it's just so sweet and so I have my two boys here and a week or two ago um, my older kiddo was away at a men's retreat with James and so the two boys were separated and when they reunited I was like oh my goodness they're gonna be here forever just like talking catching up on I was like y'all were away from each other for 48 hours come on now so let's keep that in mind as well is that our focus can be on that because those really are going to be lifelong friends before I close out let me remind you that on Monday the simplified approach to starting homeschooling course will be open if you would like early access and I know you would like that and if you also want to hear a little bit more of what I share I send out a weekly newsletter, but I'm going to send out an email for any of those of you who want early access to the course. So to get on the email list, you have to check out the link in the show notes, but I'm excited to be able to reach more of your mamas who are looking to start homeschool and to really have that good, solid foundation. All right, friend, this was a fun episode. I hope that it gave you a little pause to kind of think. I hope that, um, it kind of gave you a little bit of direction. I'm excited for you to think about what's important to your family and especially for you to connect with your husband and to talk about that and um, to form a plan on that and how to approach friendship and stuff in the teenage years. All right, go ahead and join the email list and the link in the show notes. And I will see you back here on Monday with all the details about the course and another brand new episode. 
If this podcast has encouraged you, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. I love to hear how this show has impacted you. So if you could hop over and do that, I'd be so grateful. While you're at it, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your friends to encourage them. You can also find me over on Instagram at Little by Little Homeschool. Until next time, have a beautiful day, Mama.